Welcome back to Dawson Dudes. Tonight we bring you Season 2, Episode 12, Uncharted Waters. I'm John. I'm Brian. And I'm Chris. We're the Dawson Dudes. I should have probably gotten those sound effects and played them. Wait, you didn't? No, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to overuse that, probably. Do you have the wobbly trombone noise? No. Oh, come on, man. To our listeners, this is actually the second time we're recording this episode. We didn't get very far in the first take. I got sleepy. Yeah, you, guys, you guys gave up pretty quickly. Dude, it was like 845. I go to bed early. That was only 30 minutes into trying to record. Sometimes, sometimes, like, as uh, Chris is so fond of saying, you got to know when to fold, though. Now, Kenny Rogers says that. Yeah, but you say it a lot on the show. I know Kenny Rogers says it, but you say it a lot on the show. All right, guys. So, uh, second time through this episode, but we did get some new reviews since then, and Chris is going to read them for us. We have some old reviews, too, because we haven't recorded in a minute. Yeah, well, we have all sorts of reviews. <laughs> for those of you who have, been, uh, who have missed my droney reading voice, here we go. Uh, our first review is from JJ Townsley. Five stars. Thank you. Fun trip to the creek. Love this podcast. It has me looking at the creek in a whole new way. They dudes are hilarious. Thank you, JJ. What's that stand for? Please email us. I need to know. Joshua Jackson Townsley. This next one is from Serotonin. Uh, whoop. Yeah. Serotonin 16. Wonderful podcast. I love getting a guy's or three perspective on a teen show. It's very specific. That's what I loved about Gilmore Guys, too. The fact that one of them is new to the show makes it even better and more interesting. And again, what we stole that format. <laughs> yeah. And again, what I love about Gilmore Guys. I will say they spent like five minutes bashing my girl Joey in the season one recap, and I wasn't here for that. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't wait to listen to more episodes and for them to get to season three. My favorite. Serotonin 16, if you're still here, we very much appreciate it. The next one is from Jocelyn Erica. Love the dudes. I recently finished watching Dawson's Creek in its entirety again, and there was no one to talk to about it. Enter the dudes. I'm all caught up now. I need you guys to get busy with more podcasts. I have a long commute, and you've been keeping me company on the drive. I'm starting to be able to tell you apart, but some identifying pics added to Instagram would help. Keep it up, dudes. Team Pacey for life. You don't want to see what what we look like. No. Dawson, we will get busy making more episodes. Sorry, it's been a minute. Thanks for listening. And uh, I have to make a quick shout out. This will be only once because I was told I'm not allowed to do it again. It's been a while since we recorded because I promised someone a shout out from uh, an Instagram comment almost two months ago for uh, naming uh, the correct trivia that I posted. Uh, so shout out to uh, Big Ed CZ for uh, knowing that... Uh, What's the name of that fucking song? Uh, you get what you get. Oh, you get what you give. Yeah, you get what you give. Who can identify the music video for it? Ugh. Yeah, and he asked for a uh, Team Dawson Forever shout-out alongside that, the hashtag in front of it. So there you go, Ed. You get to be the only recipient of my Instagram shout-out because I was told I could not do them again. We don't do shout-outs for free. You have to leave a comment. Yeah. Our latest five-star review is from Jill0116, an amazingly funny Dawson's Creek podcast. Aw, shucks. I love listening to the Dawson dudes. They are hilarious and make me laugh out loud. I watched the show when it first came out, and I recently started rewatching it again. It's so great to have a different perspective on this show, especially one that is so funny and on point. Please keep going through the entire series. I'm all cut up, and I can't wait for more. So nice. So, yeah, seriously, we say, uh, you know, I say it individually after every review, but just collectively, thank you guys, all of you, for being so nice. It's hard to deal with due to my self-esteem issues. More strangers. <laughs> have told us we're funny from this podcast 
than our friends in our real life <laughs> that we have known for 30 years. Let's let people know if they want to get their comment read to go to apple Podcasts or itunes and leave a comment for us so as we mentioned previously uh we haven't recorded in a while um i was moving and doing a bunch of other shit so in that process of moving i wanted to mention to you guys as something about dawson's creek is a social trope so for like one day i didn't have internet while we were moving so we had to watch uh, you know a physical dvd like a couple of like uh dark age heathens right so uh the wife and i watched uh 10 things i hate about you and there is a great moment in that movie i forgot about with uh who's the guy who plays the dad i've never seen 10 things i hate about you one character i mean says to the teenage daughter who's not allowed to date so she says well dad why, why can't i have a normal life and the dad responds with normal what's normal those damn dawson's river kids sleeping in each other's beds so uh <laughs> I don't know. Topical from the time the movie was like 99, 2000. It's a sex show. It's reinforced in the social, in the media of the time. Why do you own that movie on DVD? <laughs> that is the most, that is the most important question. It's a good movie. I also had some other media oh, yeah? Dawson related. I uh, listened to the uh, Tiger Belly episode with uh, Dawson. Dawson was on Tiger Belly. Yeah. Nice. What's Tiger it's, Belly? It's uh, Bobby Lee's podcast. Who's that? You don't know who Bobby Lee is? He was on Matt. He was on Matt TV. Asian guy. He um, this is the guy who yells who wants Buddha in uh, Harold and Kumar, the first Harold and Kumar. He's a comedian. Have you seen Love, the uh, Netflix series? No. He's on Splitting Up or something on ABC. Yeah. Yeah. No. But anyways, Vanderbeek seems like a really, really nice guy. Oh, oh, I have one more. I do have one more Dawson's Creek media moment. If you're, oh, you're still going yeah, on your, your beak story. The beak a little bit. I was just, uh, you know, the beak. Yeah, how's the beat come off? They were on um, Diplo show together on Viceland. Oh, yeah, like I'm Diplo or whatever. But uh, he just seems like a really nice family man and like was always just like a really nice, like one of the things they asked, Bobby Lee asked was like, you were pretty famous when you were young. Like you must have just smashed all day. And it was like, mm, not really. I've always, you know, they kind of like, he got married, I think, pretty young. Huh. Yeah, really young, and right. they got divorced, and then you know he's like, I never was one of those guys who just went out and smashed. And, and then he, and then he mouthed the name Toby McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, I heard him on. Um, I listened to a minute of what's um, what's fucking Chris Hardwick's podcast the called? Nerdist. No, it's a new one. It's like Idiot or something. Oh yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, the Chris. Yeah, <laughs> it's called. He was talking it's so about. Great. Like, I love you. <laughs> I love the thing you were doing. Yeah, I had to stop. I had to stop. It was like so posy. Like it's like the same thing because like the B comes off as like a really nice family guy. He was talking about like he's had his like fourth kid and he's talking about like spending time like in the room with just you and like parent like you and your wife and like it's like a special bonding moment. It's like man, the B does like a nice guy. Like Chris Hardwick is kissing his ass the whole time. So I have to listen to like uh, more abrasive things when I'm <laughs> for my podcast. Well, sure listen to Bobby Lee's podcast then, because <laughs> it's all abrasive. Maybe me. Who's fucking with her mic? Not the mic. I'm, yeah, I'm fucking with the stand. It. Yeah, that echoes you, dipshit. No, <laughs> <laughs> he messed with them. Let's get into the episode, guys. We're 24 minutes in. Hey, we had you know we had a lot of reviews and. um we haven't been around for a while. Maybe people miss us. References to make. Episode opens on uh, Pacey's throwing darts from like two fucking feet from the wall in Dawson's room. Dawson's doing a rewrite again. Chris, you want to talk about how <laughs> darts is one of the things you can't do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel, only this time I uh, I remembered what the third thing was. Fuck it. No. Yeah. When I throw uh, the three things that make me look like I'm developmentally disabled are when I throw darts, when I throw a frisbee, and when I'm swimming. Because you can't swim. I technically can swim, 
I'm just so bad at it that that seems like I'm lying. All right. And then Dawson says... What does Dawson say? <laughs> oh, Dawson, Dawson starts talking about like how he's trying to give... Uh, he's doing a second draft of his script. And depth. And, uh, he's watching some movie about a father and son who have a troubled relationship. And uh, Pacey's like, you don't got to watch that. You're going to see it in a couple of days. <laughs> I'm going to be a living one-man show in front of you. And Dawson's like, hey, man, your dad's, you know, a little tough, but he's not that bad. Yeah, it's the the classic and the classic, uh, listen, man, you you don't really know what he's yeah, like. I mean, I get that, though. Like, you know, if, like, somebody's always nice to you, it's like, well, okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that's what I'm going to say. We've set up, like, what's going to happen in this episode. It's going to be, let's meet Pacey's asshole father and explain some things. Finally, we meet Chief Witter. Yeah, I think it's kind of exciting. We've been talking about him for a while. I think it's we finally get to meet him. And uh, we do so in the very next scene. We see uh, Dawson and Pacey riding their bikes to school. Away from school. No, to school. Is it to school? It seems morning time. Uh, it seemed it? like yeah. uh, golden hour time. Golden shower time. <laughs> golden shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember where they're riding their bikes and one of them looks at the other one and is like, hey, it's golden shower time. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, because the next scene it happens at school. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, then that's a um, typical progression. Pacey's dad pulls him over, gives him both tickets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dawson. Hey, Pacey. Yeah, they uh, have a thoroughly cordial conversation. And it's like, I'm going to have to take you guys in. So we finally get to see the uh, abuse that Pacey talks about. And, you know, Mr. Witter, John Witter here is just shitting on Pacey, talking about how he's going to amount to nothing. That's Chief Witter. <laughs> and how uh, he's going to end up flipping burgers. Yeah, just like casually, just like, hey, Dawson, good to see you. My son sucks. <laughs> he, he sucks Dawson's dick just a little bit more than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's Dawson, like, Dawson, you're fucking amazing. A prodigal filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Dawson Witter. I mean, Leary, I'm sorry. I wish you were my son, not this kid. Uh, see you at fishing tomorrow. Uh, this first scene with Chief, uh, Chief Witter was everything I would I had hoped it would be. You know, thinking back to all of Pacey's mentions of him, uh, I think the dude who plays him uh, does a good classic dickhead dad yeah. throughout this episode. And I get when Dawson's like, your dad's classic. When that's your friend's dad. You know, it's like, yeah. ah, your dad's fucking funny. And it's like, no, he's not. This guy, straight throwback. <laughs> it's not a throwback when it's all the time. <laughs> Cut to the next scene. We're at school. So therefore, it was morning time. They don't go to night school. Dawson and Joey walking through the hallway here. Dawson is talking about how, like, well, you know, I don't have enough money, blah, blah, blah. You know, stuff's... What do you, what do, you do with this half of the... Uh, well, you know, you, all, you okay. know how budgets work. You, you think it's going to be this, but then all of a sudden you got all these reshoots and you got to hire all these people, you know? You work in production. Yeah. Yeah, but then he, she's like, uh, typical, you know, typical production stuff, chaotic. And he's like, actually, Jed's really fucking awesome. Joey gets a little like, oh... Why don't, well, maybe she should have done your last movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe she should have. So we see Joey being a little jealous here. And then she puts it like, how is she doing that? She doesn't even have the experience. It's like, well, you didn't either until the last movie you did. Or is it implied that like they've done a lot of movies in the past? I think it's implied that they've been doing movies since they were kids. Right. Joey's produced other stuff for him. They just didn't like put it in festivals and shit. Yeah, but producing other stuff just means like making Pacey go stand over there, right? No, like, you know, she probably like gets stuff together, <laughs> makes a couple of phone calls. Dawson, I can't do everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We need some plates. <laughs> I mean, oh, what I, do you do all day, Chris? <laughs> Make some phone calls. Uh, actually, I actually I had to. Uh, this last Saturday, I had to chase down a bunch of plates. 
<laughs> well, Jen is like truly doing a lot of stuff. I guess like I'm I'm here I'm hearing about this producing. I'm not seeing a lot of producing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, she's handing out flyers. She's doing casting. She really is doing shit behind the scenes for Dawson. It seems like Jen actually wants to talk to Joey. It's kind of weird because it never goes well. Yeah, which Joey is like. Ugh, fuck this. What is Joey's like perfect conversation partner? She's always fucking pissed to be talking to anybody. Yeah, Joey cannot hide her emotions. Dawson four years ago. Jack. Ugh. And I think she actually enjoys talking to Jack. Fucking Jack. Really? She seems just kind of, I mean, she seems like she's on the verge of enjoying it. And then, it, but it's weird, weirded out about it at the same time. It's nice to talk to somebody who sometimes doesn't know you that well. And you don't know that well, so you can like learn something instead of like just kind of like already already anticipating what that other person's going to say because you know him so well. Sure, because she digs all the weird shit he says. That's the thing we think it's weird, but like she seems to go for it. So yeah, you remember that fuck me face she made when he was talking about um getting wrapped up by a a Georgia a Georgia O'Keefe painting. So Jen asks Joey if she would come over to Dawson's house to help Gail on a report about women and our young ladies and consumerism. Gail? You mean Mrs. Leary? Yeah. Yeah. Same person, Joey. <laughs> When's the last time you guys spoke exactly? <laughs> she contains multitudes. She has a multi she has multiple identities. She is she is mother fucking uh, newscaster. <laughs> Jen does that thing where, like, she kills you with kindness. Yeah, she rebrands Joey's, like, spikiness as uh, eloquent honesty. So, and Joey is susceptible to flattery, as always. She does that, like, coy smile thing where she's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then, like, is also flattered by it. And so can't say no. Yeah, it's it's Joey's version of, hey, I like your movie. <laughs> so Joey accepts the invitation, even though this could only be disaster. Yeah. The, per yeah, it, the woman for whom you probably have the most enmity has just invited you to the dude's whose heart you just broke house to talk to his mom. Who she's not better bros with than you are, apparently. On TV. Yeah. All this is our, all going to be recorded for television. Yeah, so um, well, what's next? Mitch and, Do uh, Mitch and Dawson are walking down the dock on their way to the fishing trip. Oh, yeah. Mitch is uh, opining about the sea. He's like yeah, a fucking 19-year-old who just read, like, fucking Kerouac or some shit for the first time. Mitch is a real blowhard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's a thing we didn't mention earlier um, during the first encounter with uh, Chief Witter, is that just the plot point that they're... Dawson, his dad, uh, Pacey, and his dad are all going a weekend fishing trip. Be spending, the, yeah, a, not just a fishing trip, a fishing competition, a father-son fishing competition, where they don't go anywhere, but yet decide to still sleep on the dock. No, they, no, they go out to sea, but, but they come back to the same town. <laughs> like and instead of like going back to their house right. to sleep. They sleep on the dock. Well, maybe they left, like, no, they, they, if you leave really early, it would make sense. You know, like you're already like on the boat at like five. And no, it, no, it would make sense to go home and sleep in a bed. But like Chief Witter totally seems like that dude who's just like, nope, nope. Boat. You're on the boat well, until the even trip's on, over. Even on the boat, I would be like, okay, I sleep on the boat. But no, they slept outside on the, like, imagine if you were at resort water sports. Oh, that's true. And you just slept on one of those, uh, 
white lockers. Oh, 0600, there they are meeting Pacey and no, his no, you dad say on the spell. Time, and, six bells. And they do that stupid thing where you gotta like ask permission to step on a boat first <laughs> yeah permission to come on board yeah uh, permission to be a douchebag yeah and also uh mitch is dressed like the most beat upable like version of what some like rich book reading asshole thinks is like uh like a uh navy attire it was like what was it like a purple turtleneck? Uh, it was like just a, another J, uh, Dawson's Creek J Crew catalog he can't moment. Because okay, it looks it looks great. You can't beat him up. <laughs> yeah, you when you are as jacked as he is, you could do whatever you want. That's true. Yeah, you, you can embrace your in, your sort of inner yeah, fop. Yeah, like you can wear whatever you want. Who's gonna Who's gonna like test you? Yeah, even Chief Witter's just like I'm, gonna, I'm not even gonna talk about. It. I'm gonna let this. One, I'm gonna let this one go. But going back to how you said, like, or John was saying how, like, Mitch speaks like a 19-year-old. Just re- he just read on the road. <laughs> he kind of is. He speaks like Dawson. Though. He's, like, in between, like, life right now. He's trying to figure out, you know, what he wants to do with his life. And yeah. he is sort of like, I'll just try everything until I find something. Except he's, like, 45. <laughs> we kind of skipped over that in the cold open, too, that, like, Dawson's, like, complaining about Mitch, like... Not having it, having a shit together. It's like get some direction, bro. Yeah, there, it's a, a reoccurring, reoccurring throughout this uh, episode. One would even call it a theme about uh, fathers and sons. Yeah, I mean, I, I get, I get it. It's like you know, you're like forty five. <laughs> Your time to be happy was over sixteen years ago. <laughs> you got responsibilities now, bro. Yeah, you should have, fi- you should have figured it out. And even if you didn't figure it out, pick something. <laughs> I identify with Dawson's relation to Mitch in that way uh, a lot, actually. I identify with this in a different way. Uh, it is my... Do you think... Do they ever mention the fact that like part of the reason that Gail and Mitch split up is like Mitch Gail is just like unsatisfied with Mitch? Or do they say it's more of like a her internal thing? I don't think they say she's unsatisfied with Mitch. I think she's unsatisfied with her life. Yeah, she's unsatisfied with Gail. Well, because she does make the point at one point that Mitch doesn't have a job. No, but that's that's not why she broke up. She cheated on Mitch. She talks about how like she had what seemingly was the perfect life and she wasn't happy. And so she just thought she'd do something to change it. And that didn't make her happy either. But it wasn't like, I cheated on Mitch because he didn't have a job. Yeah, she doesn't even mention the not having a job thing until it's to be upset that Mitch won't not divorce her. Okay. Like, I don't even think that's, like, a thing she cares about. I think that's more like, we're fighting and we're, like, you know, like, doing this thing and I'm gonna bring it up to hurt you. Yeah. That's, like, a personal fear of mine. It's like, oh, man, I don't have it together and, like, people don't uh, respect me anymore, you know? Anymore. Thanks, friends. My my two oldest friends (laughs) right here. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I don't know about being with this guy. That's how he thinks of us. I get it. It's like how all of my step family uh, just refers to me, me and my brother as the boys rather than by either of our names. So when Dawson gets on the boat, Pacey's like, hey, man, don't fucking hate me. But I did something. And he's like, listen, there's nothing you could do, Pacey, uh, that I could yeah, ever hate you for. <laughs> what could you possibly do? And the one thing that he could possibly do comes walking down like a spaz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't like step on a rake or like trip, o- like trip over a fish or something. Yeah, slip on a banana peel. Brian, do you have those sound effects? You have banana peel sound effect? A banana peel sound effect. Yeah. What is a sound slipping on a banana peel? Slip. Like it doesn't make a sound. In a cartoon, everything makes a sound. Well, when in all those old goofy cartoons, 
uh, he would say, yeah, hoo, 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 hoo. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, that's a plantain. <laughs> the thing that Pacey thinks will make Dawson hate him, Jack has arrived and will be joining the fishing expedition. Not cool, Pacey. I do agree with Dawson. It's like, you could have just told me. I mean, like, I know you're busy, but like, it's like five minutes, bro. It's not even five. It's like a one minute conversation. It doesn't even have to be a conversation. You say, uh, Jack's coming tomorrow. Okay, I gotta go. You just aim him. Yeah. No, this is prime aim time. Yeah, this is, I mean, but like, you tell Dawson in advance, he wouldn't go. Like, trip will be canceled. I think he would have gone just because, like, you know, he don't want to let John Witter down. Yeah, he would, he would uh, take Mr. Miss, yeah, Mr. Witter's flattery and he'll just be like i'll just bathe myself in that and try to forget that jack is there he shouldn't have invited jack in the first place like i know your girlfriend's like hey you need to invite him to do things but you don't have to invite him to do the one thing is like dawson centric for a weekend right but obviously there would be no conflict otherwise and there wouldn't be a third uh kind of father-son relationship to uh explore no father yeah no relationship. Yeah, so uh, the Austin is not happy. This motherfucker right here. This episode gets to bring back uh, old school Dawson, classic Dawson, season one Dawson. Petulant Dawson. Next, are we uh, at the house with Gail? Yeah, in the most awkward staging for the thing that they're doing, Gail's standing in the middle of the living room like she's reporting on like a break-in or something, but it turns out that she's doing a four-person uh, interview on... I guess shit girls buy consumerism. Yeah. But like the point of the piece is like that. It's like a, a new phenomenon and it's like, no, it's not. And like teenagers, youth culture has been establishing trends for at this point, almost Just 50 like years. The 50s. Yeah. 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 And the whole way it looks is it like the way that Jen pitches it to Joey originally, it sounds, it sounds like, Oh, so Gail's got an idea for a thing. Uh, when they actually get to it, it looks like they're just winging it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how much production goes, you know. This is Cape Side. I mean, I, I guess I guess I'll just stand here and uh, just start asking questions. She's like you, more used to like being the anchor than being, you know, on the field. She's not much of an investigative journalist, right? Host. And back to you, Bob. It's like she's trying to produce a 60 Minutes piece. I don't understand why Jen would add Abby. Or does Abby just come over? Yeah, who the fuck called Abby? Yeah, I had the same question. It's like, what the fuck is Abby doing there? And why is Andy dressed like she's going to parochial school in the 50s? Because she's 31 years old and they have to make her look 14, 15. Like, she always has to have a, a barrette in her hair. And it was just like, we've already done overalls. She always has to, like, have, like, colorful socks on or something sometimes she'll just spontaneously do hopscotch it's like almost like a weird like fetishy thing it's like ugh. like it's like they're doing it's like why is that girl always dressed like that it's like i don't know it's like she has a thing i don't remember noticing this as much well because you know when you're 15 you're just like ah, you don't care about shit like this everyone's older than you at that point too so you know why all those nerds don't like the new Star Wars movie? Which one? Oh, any of the new ones. It's not because they're any worse than the first ones. It's just because you're 30-something now. <laughs> and those movies are for children. And so you don't see all the plot holes in them and all that shit. It's like, mm. these movies didn't get worse. You just grew up. Yeah. <laughs> when you're a kid, you just watch stuff. You It's just not critical about stuff. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, for, for example... You know what one of my favorite like kind of sci-fi action movies of all time is? Stargate. 
the late 90s Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but when you're a kid, you just watch it, and I loved it. That movie is fucking horrendous. Kids have terrible taste and stuff. I've seen Demolition Man more than any other movie on the planet. Tell me how to use those seashells, then. Even in the director's cut? They never they never tell you. Well, you use the two to spread your butt cheeks. The third one, I assume you scoop poop out that, of yeah, it. Yeah, that's the poop poop diddy whoop diddy scoop. You know, having never seen Demolition Man, I'm feeling left out here. You've never seen Demolition Man? I've never seen Demolition Man. What the fuck? In the future, they like unfreeze Sylvester Stallone, and he's got to go take a shit because he hasn't taken a shit in like 25 years. And when he gets to the bathroom, there's no toilet paper, but there's three seashells. And he's like, hey, man, <laughs> tell me how I'm supposed to use these seashells. And Rob Schneider, standing next to him, laughs and says, he doesn't know how to use the seashells. But they never tell you how to use the seashells. <laughs> Wesley Snipes had charisma. <laughs> Always been all black. Passenger 57. Seen that movie a bunch of times. Almost all the movies I like from my childhood are awful. And at, like an adult, I've accepted that rather than like having to like doing this like Star Wars nerd thing where you like have to defend the shit you like when you're a kid. It's just like. Just and you like it. That's that's fine. Like the kids now, if they grow up and they they don't look back on their lives and go, I can't believe I watched Logan Paul. There's something wrong with them. Yeah, yeah. We used to watch Wild and Crazy Kids. No, that show's good though. All right. So there's all this tension and awkwardness, and Gail pulls Jen over and is like, Yo, what's going on, Jen? We've been trying this for an for hours. Yeah. And so they kind of decide that maybe they need to do some bonding. Is the problem? It's like problem is that these people like each other. So let's, like, force them to like each other. And also, these questions are dumb. And then the next scenes, uh, we're back at, uh, the boat is pulling off, and Jack's being a doofus at sea now. Is this what he t- uh, talks to Dawson about, like, hey, maybe we could be friends? Yeah, he's trying to act like he's the bigger man and stuff, even though he's the one who's, like, always antagonistic whenever they see each other. Yeah, yeah he's acting like Dawson did something to him, and it's like, I can't figure out why you don't like me, Dawson. With, like, this put upon, I guess it's up to me to bridge this gap. Well, then he responds even worse, because they, like, have to strangely objectify Joey for the next, like, uh, couple of minutes. See. Jack's like she's got the mind of a road scholar. It's like no, she doesn't. She, I mean, she's smart, but she's not that smart. <laughs> she's made out to be like genius, like not genius level smart, but like very intelligent. But not even number one in the school. Who was number one in the school? I think Andy is. Yeah, she's figuring. Man, to be the rookie already passing up the uh, well, the you're like, you know, your transcripts transfer with you. <laughs> they don't just uh, just start new. Besides, like Andy's probably coming from like a very like uh, prestigious prep school. Like she's just on she's on autopilot at this point. They probably have like you know like a lot of AP classes, so her GPA is like raised because of that. Yeah, so that goes down, and then we well, then we're at sea with the cat with like the back at sea again, and like we're just establishing continually how much of a dick the Pacey's dad is, and he mixes his World War II metaphors, and it, bo- and it bothers me. Well, MacArthur was not Iwo Jima. MacArthur was in the Philippines. That was a marine operation. MacArthur's in- and then Pacey says something about storming Normandy, and that was on the other the different theater. <laughs> <laughs> the only, it's the only one I have. So good. <laughs> I wanted one that said nerd. But I, I didn't have that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll get one for you. But I don't like Pacey. Doesn't make a mistake he's just making another world war ii reference he just happens yeah, to well, be this referencing is the, end of the, the podcast theater. this is what i used to talk about <laughs> i know i'm, I'm engaging you <laughs> with it. Me a, sound tr- a sound effect it was my my favorite thing back in the day <laughs> i don't even understand like where, like where he's like hey where's that other pole and he's like it's on the other side of the boat he's like like basically like yeah why does it matter like I, I don't get why it matters either yeah where's the pole <laughs> it's 
work. And then he's like, it's on the boat. Oh, you just do everything wrong, Pacey. It's like, <laughs> like I don't really know. But yeah, so, you know, just establishing he's being really hard on Pacey. It's almost like over the top. Well, he gives everybody like responsibilities to do on the boat, right? And they're all like really fun. And Pacey's got to like cut the bait and like get the lines already. And he's like, hey, man, I could do more than that. Like, and. He's like, well, guess what? Life sucks, Pacey. And I'm preparing you to have a shitty life. But before that, he tries to do that thing like when you assign someone you think is dumb to do something that's simple. And he's just like, no, man, what you're doing is the most important part. If you don't do this, then we can't catch fish. And then drops the... uh, Somebody's got to cut the bait. Well, yeah, that part is true, but then he takes it like just to, because they don't want to leave room for subtlety. He, they just like take it that extra step, you know? I get it. You're driving but the point home and all, but uh, it's distracting. Mr. Winter's correct well, because it's like his boat, right? And so like the other people are his guests and you want your guests to do the fun stuff. Yeah, right? Like as if you were a, as a host, you know, you want them to do this fun stuff. Like they don't sure. get to go deep sea fishing, right? So. No, I, I get, yeah, I get, I get, I get the impetus behind that, and all, and to speak to what John is saying, like this is this is Pacey's dad's first appearance. He is the often mythologized uh, Mister Witter of the first season and a half. He's got to be a little over the top. He's he's like a an archetype. So then we cut back to the house, and Abby's like, "Hey, let's uh, let's all go in Dawson's room and." They're kind of like, nah, you shouldn't do that. And she's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to go to Dawson's room. And they all follow. This is a real fucked up thing to do. I look at his porn and then laugh at him for looking at porn. It's the only interesting thing there. Dawson's going to come home. You know, it's going to be a long weekend. He's like, oh, I just want to like jack off and go to bed. Puts in the tape and he's like, oh, I don't remember leaving it at this port. <laughs> this isn't the last time I came. <laughs> yeah. I miss so much stuff. I don't even like the scene. Can't it, I'm being deprived of the simplest of pleasures of jacking off and going to bed. And then it's like, oh, somebody was watching my porn. Gail? Gail was watching my porn. Because <laughs> Gail's the only person who lives in this house besides me. And I guarantee you, he probably doesn't know that there's a fucking symposium going on in his house that weekend. Oh, no idea. I bet he knows. He's got some shades of Oedipal stuff from the first season. So, like, all of a sudden, he's got his, he's about to have his dong in his hand, and then he has to, like, wrestle like his mom stole his porn. They all go to Doss's room and snoop around. And ba-boom, of course, who's successful in finding his pornography first? Abby Morgan. Abby didn't find it. Andy did. I thought Abby did. No, Andy did. Hmm. Yeah, Andy finds it. And then, well, Goodwill Humping? Yes, Goodwill Humping. Not a, a top tier in the uh, Hollywood movie porn puns. How about them apples, huh? <laughs> so we're back at the boat. It's one of those where they cut back and forth. It's hard to keep on top of, isn't it? Yeah, so uh, Dodds is like, hey man, why'd you invite Jack? And Pace is like, oh, Jesus, I knew you'd make this all about you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I did a real, real good job of making this weekend about me. I don't I don't need this shit. And he's like, listen, Andy made me do it. He doesn't know anybody. I'm sorry. And Dawson's like, you sh- 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 told me. Tell me next time. And uh, Dawson's not. He's not he's wrong. Not wrong. But it's, like, it's like, read the room, bro. Yeah, and it's just like, listen, I'm not having a good day. <laughs> the last thing I need yeah. is your petty problems. 
Yeah, my hands are covered in fish shit right now. <laughs> my dad doesn't love me. <laughs> he loves you, and that's not easy for me. And I'm dealing with a lot right now, and like, you don't have to talk to him. You don't have to be his friend, but don't make it my problem, bro. Let's talk about this on Monday. Blaze actually says, screw you, because you can't say fuck you. Cut back to Dawson's room, and the girls are watching... Uh, Goodwill humping. This must be the most like interesting porn ever. Every porn is interesting when you're 15. <laughs> no, I mean, just their facial expressions alone. It's like, what What must be going on? I'm trying to picture it, you know? Well, I think the thing is, they don't watch porn on the regular like you used to, John. Used to. This is probably like one of the first porn movies that they've seen. And so it's a little shocking to them, especially how like that guy is probably treating that, that nice female. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did uh, pull a like There's a couple of uh, euphemisms thrown in here from the uh, writing staff, and i uh, like to play that. You are aware that where this tape begins, Dawson finished. Finished what? Shaking hands with the unemployed? Boxing the bald-headed bishop? <laughs> Test firing the missile? Okay, I got your point, guys. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, I mostly feel like I've heard all the different jacking-off puns ever, but I have to give a one person standing ovation for shaking hands with the unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) That is a stellar piece of writing. I do think the writers do take pleasure in trying to come up with euphemisms that have not been said before. Yeah, but then Gail opens the door. It's like, what's going on here? It's like four girls watching porn in my son's room. This is not how this evening was supposed to go. Of course, Eddie's like, oh, we're just doing research for something. And... Abby's like, your son's a pervert. We're watching his pornography. I do like when she's like, listen, I have morals. I can't lie. Yeah, this the uh, this episode is uh, definitely Abby as truth teller. So Gail's like, maybe we should leave poor Dawson alone. Did you say porn Dawson, Gail? So as they're leaving, uh, Jen's like, listen, I guess this is as good a time as any. <laughs> the master of timing, Jen. <laughs> well, why don't you like me, Joey? And we finally kind of get Joey's explanation of why and it's just like you are trying to replace me and you're doing it better than i did you are replacing me as doll you replace me at dawson's girlfriend and at, and now his producer and like friends of his mom and what else are you gonna do like you're gonna go fucking work at the ice house too you want the ice house to be actually successful Send Jen in there. Well, if you like ditch the ice house to go work at another restaurant, yeah, maybe. It's like I get like I totally get Joey's insecurity and stuff, but it's just like Jen's also not taking any position that uh Joey didn't already vacate. Well, I don't know if she vacated, but like I get both sides. Right? Like I get No, I like like I said, I get it. There's good people on both sides. You are really like your whole life has been this family. And then this new girl comes into town and because of because of her, right, like things change between you and this family. All Joey really has that's stable in her life are the Learys, right? Right. That was always her safe space. And now it's invaded by this blonde haired whore. Sure. So Jen is like, listen, like you can't blame your life and your unhappiness about your life on me. I didn't take this from you. It's, this is fucked up for you to put it on me. Right. Yeah, Joey sucks. Sorry, listener. I don't think she sucks. Yeah. It's like, yeah, which is, hey man, I'm, I'm on Jen's side with this. Yeah, but I don't think Joey's necessarily like wrong to how feel how she feels, I guess, is what it is. It's like, Joey has the right to feel like that, and it 
seem you know as a 15 year old that's what it seems like this person is replacing you um but i think the problem is just like well no like i i am i sympathize i sympathize with joey's perspective but i also think that jen's right she did some of this to herself sure right like she broke up with dawson it wasn't like jen stole dawson away from her like she broke up with dawson and she she decided not to do the movie and she you know probably has stayed away from the house because of breaking up with dawson yeah exactly i think i think uh throughout this whole the run of this show uh when i've been at my most uh like joey sucks is when the like emotions and reactions she has seem to like not make any sense or come from nowhere and like in this case like i don't think she sucks here because it's easy to see why she would feel that way so it's like i would like to again credit the writers for like figuring out a way to do that to have joey express these emotions that i feel like unfavorable to but like they the the inner logic of it is there like this is what a 15 year old joey might feel so uh after an unsuccessful night of fishing or day of fishing uh the boys decide to head to the bar and i guess you could just walk into bars when you're with your dad's the sheriff this doesn't seem like the kind of establishment that would permit minors does it no but well everybody seems to know sheriff witter there it's like the first time mitch has ever been to a bar and we've seen him in a bar before it's like ah mitch you want to throw some darts well i'll give it a try you know but he looked the the last time we saw him at a bar he looked like a narc so like i don't think bars are really mitch's deal mitch is a fancy boy he would go to cocktail parties or shit like, oh, like that. everybody bring it everybody bring a a bottle of wine with a label covered and we'll all guess which is what and that sounds like something you've done so specific <laughs> i've never done it i know people who've been to them but yeah fancy lad mitch is asking for a fucking shirley temple no oh, no you smoke the cigarette between your fingers don't hold it between you know though <laughs> so, i maybe do you think that's just like uh you know when guys are like you know i've just been married for so long i don't yeah. really interact with anybody else besides my wife and my kid kind of thing yeah it's he's like a tourist from another country <laughs> like how do how do how do men act here yeah i just think that maybe he's just been a dad family man for so long like probably the last time he went to the bar besides that one time was when he was younger because he's going to the bar regularly with a 16 year old child just like well mm, what are you doing with your life it's a really good observation i didn't even think about that i was just kind of like well mitch looks like a dork seems like Chief Witter might visit this bar quite frequently. In uh, contrast to our uh, turtlenecked uh, Dorcas Mitch, Chief Witter has tied one the fuck on. <laughs> he probably drinks for free. Uh, I think that's one of the perks about being a cop. You know, you get free coffee and free donuts, free donuts and shit like that. Chief Witter is uh, not only drunk, he's like sl- he's sloppy drunk. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like Chief Witter be a slop drunk. I thought he'd be fucking. Stoic, you know, puts away a fifth of whiskey and you can't tell the difference kind of drunk. And then like at once every 10 times he like cries to himself, but like not not like falling over sloppy like he is. But, you know, people are different drunks. Alcohol just affects people differently. Yeah, you can never really predict how that goes. So he appears to be affectionate towards Pacey for the first time. Dawson's like, dude, what's going on, Pacey? what's your problem or like Dawson complains about oh Mitch is midlife crisis and Pacey's like fuck it at least you could talk to your dad how dare you criticize a man like Mitch O'Leary Dawson's like what's your problem man and I guess Jack just can't hold it in and he's just gotta be like listen the way that Sheriff Witter like pines over you in front of 
you know, Pacey is making him feel bad. Why can't, you know, it's an altar he could never possibly live up to. It's like, ugh. what how, way to make it awkward, Jack. Cool. I'd be like, eh. I both if I were both of them, I'd be like, mind your own business, Jack. Yeah. Hey, uh, do a 180 and walk out painting fucker our thing is not really talking about what happened what's happening yeah we're, we're gonna talk around it for 50 years and then yeah. we'll die it'll yeah. be fine we'll never figure out our fathers knock it off dawson's obtuse and pacey's avoidant we cut back to the learys and gail is now conducting the interview and uh abby's really giving it to the girls here this is pretty funny in 2018 because a lot of people are talking about pc and how like i can't talk about anything i can't even like you know i talk about mental issues and right (laughs) and he gets upset if i talk about being a whore jen gets upset (laughs) jen's like hey gail's like uh maybe it's time to go abby oh we got what we need from you (laughs) i do enjoy that abby and the actress that plays abby has chosen to always be incredulous like when she's asked to leave or after she says anything i I think it's a nice runner well it's just kind of like did i say something not true did i guess everybody's just sensitive then yeah so uh she gets asked to leave and uh the girls are like yay the wicked witch is gone (laughs) which is like why was she invited in the first place yeah Yeah. who did they ever pin that on anybody uh i imagine it's our super producer jen We need four girls. And she was like, I know three. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Jen was trying to, was told by, was, no, and I'm sure, I'm sure they said, think outside the box for uh, the kind of girls that you bring in. We want a variety of opinions. I always flip flop with Abby. Like, sometimes I like her, sometimes I don't. I, I like her this episode. You like her in this episode? Yeah. It's not as like, it's not as like, just cruelly mean spirited. She's like kind of just shooting from the hip. She's kind of funny in yeah, this episode. I, I, like, I, I enjoy I enjoy uh, Abby in this episode. Yeah, she's kind of funny. So we're back with uh, Dawson is having a talk with Mitch, and he's like, "Dad, uh, are you going to open that restaurant? <laughs> hey, you remember that model you've been making? <laughs> it, yeah, what are you going to do with your life? <laughs> What the fuck's up with you, Dad? I mean, like, I know yeah. this should be reverse, and it's not, and it's making me a little sad inside. But like, what are you? What are we? What are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mitch is like, man, I wish I could be somebody you respected. This is so sad. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I do get what Mitch is kind of saying here when he's like, you know, I know I have a lot of responsibility, and I'm your father, but that doesn't mean i don't have a right to be happy yeah man but but which is true but you're like 45 years old (laughs) and you have responsibilities now man like it's not just that it's you're making other people unhappy with your search for whatever it is you think you need to find when are you gonna find some direction (laughs) (laughs) my favorite part is when he's like do you have like Money? (laughs) (laughs) It's a question we've all been asking. (laughs) And he's like, I I can last for a little bit longer. It's like, God damn it. Like, and he's just like, God, man. I I feel for Mitch here, but I also feel for Dawson here as just like, I shouldn't be having this conversation. I'm the child. I, yeah, thoroughly feel for Dawson and was actually, 
I had the feeling of jealousy that he got to have that conversation with his dad. Like, my dad was sort of similarly, weirdly, you know, rudderless, like Mitch. Like a Rolling Stone. Yeah. And, like, I definitely had probably every thought that uh, Dawson expressed and just never found the gumption to uh, express it myself. So it was a little cathartic. But I think Mitch makes a point here. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't figure it out, but that doesn't mean for the rest of my life I just have to be unhappy until I die. Besides, your mother's gonna, your mother's going to take care of you anyway. You know that. It's true. Like, listen, <laughs> she bought you that yeah. laptop. <laughs> I didn't buy it, okay? And a camera. I can't buy you anything. Yeah. Listen, Gail's on the hook for this shit, so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to improvise out here. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I, I get both sides. It's hard. It's nobody's fault. I mean, it's Mitch's fault. <laughs> but beyond that, and well, because he's the adult. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, yeah. Yeah, it's his fault because he's the adult, but just because you're an adult. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean you're going to make adult decisions. Which takes us to our next scene back at the bar where uh, Sheriff Witter is making all kinds of adult decisions, huh? So he's like, hey, nobody he's wants not, to, he's not like, right. almost everybody's left the bar. And he's like, all right, Paisy, you and me, uh, look at darts. <laughs> nobody knows, nobody else knows how to party anymore. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And so uh, he's like doing that thing where he's like, you know, rubbing Paisy's head and like, yeah. like you know. But like fucking, um, Lenny style where he doesn't know his own strength because he's hammered. Pace is trying to be cool. He's trying to be cool. He's trying to go like go with the flow. Like try not let's just play some darts. You know, just like you know, at least he's happy. Yeah. Other than other than the the firm physicality, this is the closest he's been to pleasant to him all to yeah, Pacey so all weekend. They play darts and you know they're kind of ribbing each other back and forth. Seems like it's like all fun and games until sure. Sheriff Witter makes this turn where it's like. Oh, is it the look when he's over when the camera is panning over the when shoulder? He's staring at Pacey. Pacey, like if you fucking get this, yeah. I'm gonna fucking murder you. You're not even my son. Yeah, yeah. He was looking at him like someone would be looking at their their cellmate. Bastard in a basket. Bastard in a basket. What is that from? There will be blood. Uh, there will be blood. Have you seen it? I'm oh, just so good. It's fucking great. I drink your milkshake drainage. Pace, so he's like staring down Pacey like he's going to murder him. And Pacey decides to do the smart to miss. Manage his drunk father's feelings. So uh, Pacey misses the dart throw. But we all know Pacey is an amazing dart player and can hit bullseye anytime he wants. Yeah, so uh, he misses on purpose. And, you know, so his dad gets really happy. So his dad doesn't murder him. <laughs> And so, uh, you know, they do that thing where, like, he walks away. Pacey I know you were a piece the, of shit. <laughs> right? Pacey shoots again and hits bullseye. Just to let the audience know, to really let the audience know, he could have done it. Just prove to himself, like, could, I could have done it. It's just sort of like, uh, we get it. We're not idiots. Listen, I did that on purpose. To have your own father turn on you like that would be, like, soul shattering. Sure. Yeah. How Pacey deals with this is probably not what kind of a, a child that you would get from a dad like that. You would probably get a monster. That's probably true. Yeah, you would probably get somebody who was just like awful to everybody. But just like, a, I'm, I'm sure if your dad's a terrible bully, yeah. that you will become a bully too. Either as hyper competitive to the nth degree or so thoroughly beat 
down and vengeful. Right. So, like, the way that Pacey is handling all this abuse is amazing and, you know, probably untrue. But people do react to abuse in different ways. And that's our young Pacey. Because not only does he let him win, he takes care of his drunk ass. We cut back to the house and the girls are all talking about their feelings and how insecure they feel and how sure. society makes them act and shit like that. You know, really private feelings about one another and they're insecure. Wait, are they like, are they like getting tape on this or this is like a slide? Yeah, yeah. This is all, this is like, this is the thing. This is the piece right this here. This is what makes Gail's idea so fucking predatory. We're just like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get these teenagers to bear their raw souls and like, I'm going to win a fucking local Massachusetts Peabody. It's like in reality bites <laughs> when she makes, she makes that documentary about all her friends. It's the same idea. I love that movie. <laughs> When Winona Ryder was like the shit. Got it. I still love Winona. <laughs> I love Winona can't, too. Can't like, shed it. Even when she like was stealing shit. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I was a free Winona. Damn straight. Yeah. Because she was stealing from like really expensive stores, you know? Like fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Suck one. Yeah. She wasn't going to like mom and pops. That's kind of punk rock. And she's great in, uh, she's great in uh, Stranger Things. Man, people are so mean mean about her on that show i like her on that show so let's discuss what the girls say a little bit eddie talks about how like she's tries really hard to get good grades and do all the right things and be perfect because she's afraid that if she does it people will see her as a fraud and what her that her life's falling apart and she's not uh, put up airs to to show people that like hey everything's fine everything's fine nothing to look at here move along move along nothing to see here everything's good no internal collapse and jen you know is you know talking about how she thought that like coming to cape side would be like a relief because then she got to put her life behind her and it kind of just followed her (laughs) and it's it followed her but it's also like you might get the relief of leaving your old life behind but like having to build a whole new one can be just as nerve-wracking she was also sent to cape side so that's also like shitty you know like it wasn't like hey i should go to hang out in this bum fuck down right it was like you have to leave she, she didn't put her finger on a map and it was like that's where i'll go once people started knowing that she was from new york this is the way they treat her because she's from the, this yeah, town the way everybody kids town and adults. because like everybody like it's always commenting on how she's from new york it's like it's the, and it's, it's the like, qualifier in every statement about her from an outside character it's like well that's how they think also, do things in new york miss lindley yeah but new york in the 90s was fucked. No, it was crazy. I have to remember that like New York in the 90s was like a crazy place to live. Yeah, the the residents of Cape Side's knowledge of New York is from the Warriors. Warriors. Uh, newspapers of the play. 90s. And all of those Pace Picante sauce ads from the 90s. New York City. Which to this day, I think is what they're trying to say is Jews made that salsa. It's not good. Tell me I'm wrong. What is what is Joey talk about? It's her problems with Jen. Yeah, she talks about how like she can't live up to like the girl from like everybody's talking about themselves. Joey's like, yeah, I don't like right. this bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, my biggest problem one through five is Jen. <laughs> my biggest problem is that like my life was great, everything was perfect, and then she came into town, and now I have to prove that I'm as cool as her. But what she's trying trying to say is that like she feels less because. Jen is so cool right. and that she just has this small town girl living in a lonely world identity and like how could that ever compete I think it's not just Jen it's it's what Jen represents right Joey wants to live in a metropolitan place where people know she's very attractive <laughs> 
<laughs> where, where people could see that like, hey, that's like one of the most attractive people I've ever seen. Where her commutes don't involve robots. This whole town thinks she's ugly. <laughs> He's ugly. Like, I go back to this all the time. This would be so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> to be so attractive and to have a hope to live in a town that thinks not only that you're ugly, but that you're gross and that you're poor and you're untouchable. <laughs> when clearly you could recognize that you are the most attractive person. <laughs> not just in this town. Sure. They didn't even make her wear glasses and a ponytail. It's just like uh, she's just like in full, in full Kenny Holmesness. She's getting some real juicy stuff from the girls. Oh, this is real good. Keep it rolling. <laughs> Chris knows he does reality TV. It's occasionally quite insidious. Uh, so then we get uh, Jack and Dawson. Jay and the conf- the confrontation we've all been waiting for that has been building up. Like it's, this is Muhammad Ali and George Foreman like when they actually like you know start talking man to man like i thought it would feel more momentous but i was just like ah oh, there's fucking i don't care about this i think jack does that thing where it's just like your life's not that hard dawson where he's like you know my dad left right not like he he doesn't just work in another town like he just like abandoned us <laughs> and jack, dawson's right. like yeah, i get I, I know how that feels and he's like no your dad moved downtown to live in a really yeah. Really cool Into a bomb ass loft. He said you could use anytime you yeah. want. My dad left us <laughs> with a crazy mom that we have to take care of. Yeah. yeah, it's just like your dad. He could be worse. It's all stuff Dawson needed to hear. It's hard. To, it's hard to take the the advice of a from a guy though who's claiming to be seasick but still sleeping on the boat when the dock is right there. Every now and again, they have him drop these like supposed truth bombs on people, but it's like you're a fucking moron. Why am I supposed to think you're perceptive too? Well, sometimes the fool is the most perceptive. I'm exceptionally perceptive. I make the dumbest decisions for myself all the time. <laughs> Dawson's like, yeah, guess my dad's not abusive, and he didn't abandon me. So then we get Pacey and uh, Sheriff Winter on the beach, and this is where Pacey's like, you know, he knows his dad is drunk and can't remember or hear anything, so he's like, I'm gonna give it to you. Everything I want to say to you, I'm gonna tell you. Love me, you son of a bitch. Raw, I'm gonna give it to you with no trivia, cut like cocaine straight from Bolivia. Or raw like cocaine straight from Bolivia. <laughs> yeah, this is real sad. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is rough. Yeah, I think Joshua Jackson does a good job here. I mean, because it's it is is like melodramatic, but it's also kind of real and like you know, I think like a lot of people can relate to just like wanting to be like, just fucking love me. Yeah, yeah, it's a very it's a very terrible thing to have to like hear another person say. You know, it's like oh, that was a sentence that had to be written down by a person. That's a terrible feeling to know that someone else had to have. It feels so intimate and so like oh, I shouldn't be watching this moment, you know. Oh, you, you yeah. guys both felt like a little voyeuristic. Yeah. That's interesting. To see Pacey in that much pain, it's just like that's a good kid. He's a good kid. Yeah, he's a good kid. You know, he's he might fuck up a little bit. He's a little rough around the edges, you know, a little rough around the edges. He could do better in school. He also did mention that he's doing better in school. <laughs> but he's a good he's a good kid. And he always does tries to do the moral thing. He tries to treat everybody straight. He fucks up in like ways that are like you're fucking up your future. You're self destructive. But he doesn't treat other people unfairly. Yeah. He always tries to do right, right by other people, except for that one time he read her prescription out loud at the drugstore. He fucked up. He knows he fucked up. Foul <laughs> <You know? laughs> tracks. Yeah, that like he for? always no, treats um, people with respect and tries to do the right thing when it comes to other people. Yeah, treats them treats them square. Like isn't trying to get anything over on anybody. Yeah, to see Pacey be such a good kid and still be like, I just want you to love me. And him being like, I just try so hard yeah. to do anything right. 
and you don't recognize right. anytime I do something right. You only recognize when I fuck up. So therefore, I fuck up. Yeah, because I want the attention. Sure, but it's all. But it's all, and it's also just like if you're only counting the fuck ups, the yeah. fuck ups are all will and like be all you him, see. Him like, talking about uh, Andy, like he's like obviously like he doesn't hasn't even told his family about Andy because he doesn't have a relationship with his dad. Part of it's probably even like self preservation because he knows that if he mentions Andy and starts talking about her, his dad's probably going to say a bunch of shitty stuff about her. <laughs> and then he's just like, I can't do this by myself. It's just like, oh, Pacey is sad son of a bitch. It's such a bummer because like, like if Pacey's going to be in such pain and have a moment like that, like you want him to be able to resolve it. But since it's essentially a monologue, it's just like, it's like, well, at least you got it off your chest. I do like that. He, because I Pacey wouldn't have the courage to do it otherwise. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, just like empathy wise, I feel bad that it's not the solution, but it is. It really is cathartic. You know, they kind of both just just, just pass out. It's been a long night, long day. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're back at the house. No, we're back at sea. We're back at sea. Oh, okay. They're back at sea, and that's what I call the house. Jack is sitting at the fishing pole, and uh, seems like they got a bite because you know Jack can't do yeah, shit. And then Pacey, then Pacey takes over. Yep, found, found a fish. <laughs> yeah. So Pacey grabs, takes over. Listen, and, this this is something that I know that even if I fuck it up, I'll fuck it up less than this kid. Yeah, and his dad, they kind of do it together. His dad helps him, and uh, they reel in a big one, which they use multiple fish for the scene. I didn't, I didn't notice that. I watched. I've seen this. Uh, oh, shit. I count it. They use three different fish for this show. The one he holds at the end is actually just a Finding Nemo plush toy. Yeah, the fish that he he holds is not the same fish in the water. It's not the same fish they're holding at the end. (laughs) So we get a little pacey redemption here right away, too. We're running short on time. You know, we only got 13 plot left. (laughs) You caught a fish. Maybe I love you a little bit. (laughs) We're back with Gail and and the girls. And uh, Gail's talking to Joey. And she's like, you know, I have to tell you something. I always wanted a daughter. I mean, I, li- I like, I like, da- I like Dawson. I like him. You know, <laughs> I like him. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what's like a girl, John? Yeah. So she's like, I always wanted a daughter. And I kind of realize I do have a daughter. Her name's Betsy. <laughs> uh, yeah. But her, uh, it's you. And I've always thought of you as a daughter. And I think this is her letting, you know, Joey know you're not being replaced. You know, I yeah. have a very special relationship with you. I've you've grew, grown up in my home, and and I would like to think what? that I was you know help raising you the, all these years. Wait, so was Gail like listening in on their conversation, or did Jen tell her? Gail is a very uh, empathetic person, and from listening from their interviews, I think she caught the idea that like Joey is jealous of uh, Jen a little bit, which you know Joey's like respect, respect, mad respect, respect. <laughs> It seems like maybe a little bit of an overreach to just be like, I consider you my uh, you my daughter, but, you know, I like it. Thanks. You know, this is what Joey wanted to hear. All our characters ever want to hear is for somebody, an adult, to tell them that they're loved, that they love them. And Gail makes like Vin Diesel in every Fast and the Furious. It's like your family. It's the most important thing. And fa- family. Most important thing on the planet. And, ca- and a car. You know, it's daytime and uh, Andy's walking out. Why is this a slumber party? Uh, I don't know. She she comes out of the house and she sees that Abby is sitting, you know, in one of the chairs all wrapped up. And she's like, did you spend the night out here? She's like, what do you care? I don't. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't care. Andy should have been, yeah, I hope you did. <laughs> I-, I like you. <laughs> I really like what Abby says here. 
<laughs> we kind of we finally get um Abby's the fucking joke. She sucks because she thinks everything's boring. She's her motivation. Like, she's like a comic book for villain. how why she does what she does, and it's she lets Abby know that like I don't have lives like you. My I don't have a crazy mother, and my parents' divorce was normal, and nobody cheated on anybody, and it's just boring. And I you know want something that's not boring, and so I go and do this stuff, and yeah, and she's just like. And I think it's yeah, a, a fine way to spend my time. Not doing yeah. anything else. <laughs> it's fucking small. This is some small town Nothing shit. Nothing else to do like, here. Yeah. yeah. Abby is not not empathetic and doesn't have feelings and doesn't like she understands other people's feelings. Yeah, she took a hit for Andy the week before, didn't she? Or for yeah, her. yeah. Like she is not crazy. Like she's just. I don't even think she's saying like it's about being bored. It's like. She, I think it has a lot to do with just like wanting, like her life is boring. But I think what she's really saying is like, nobody pays attention to me. Everything's vanilla. And so I dress like Abby dresses a certain way, like brighter than everybody else, louder than everybody else. Abby's personality is louder and brighter than everybody else because she feels unnoticed because she feels like her life is boring and unnoticed and there's nothing special about her. So she's also like, these other children who are right. also crying for attention to be like, hey, please love me and notice me and look at me. You know, I don't think it's like, oh, she's doing this just for kicks. Like, maybe she's saying that, but right. from what and it seems is, no, she's doing this because she wants to be noticed. Sure. Yeah. I had a big I had a big crush on her when she was on Undeclared. She tells her that and Annie's like, oh, well, I wish I had your life because my life's insane. Like, you know, grass is always green on the other side. She's like, okay, well, I gotta go. And she's like, and then she's like, all right, you want like a ride or something, Andy? And she's like, yeah. So like Andy and Abby make a little, make a piece here a little bit. A truce of sorts. Yeah, so we get a little peek inside Abby Morgan. The scene is so fucking nice where two, where you see like two people like come to a weird understanding of each other. Joey and Jen, you know, are other big fight. Joey and Jen are like, you know, I think Joey after hearing Gail be like, you're my daughter. Fuck fuck that bitch. She's just a girl next door. It's cool. It's, you don't gotta be all like crazy. You're a little too extra. Alright, dialed it down. And so she's like, hmm, maybe I have been like really bitchy to Jen for the last six months or however long it's been. It's, yeah, dial it down. I don't even like this girl. I, I like. I just had to recruit some chicks for my TV show. And she goes in and they, you know, have a little heart to heart. And, uh, you know, Jen's like, listen, there's room for both of us in this world. We could be both in Dawson's life. Neither of us are dating him. For, you know, it's cool, man. Sure. He currently doesn't even care for one of us. <laughs> the wrong ones. We got off on the wrong foot. And then the next several feet were also then the wrong feet. Yeah, and Joey's like, you're right. I respect you, and we could be cool. And we'll see how long this truce lasts. Yeah, it's it's it was, like, good to see them speak to one another with, like, mutual respect, but, and I think I'm probably supposed to feel, that, uh, feel this way, is that it feels tenuous. Maybe. Maybe not. Oh, yeah. No spoilers, bro. Uh, so we're uh, we're back on uh, we're uh, at the on the dock or somewhere near the dock, and uh, Pacey and his dad have won the fishing competition. I love the ADR that goes on while they're taking pictures. Oh, uh, a person yells out, "Way to go, John!" 
And then another person says, congratulations, winners. And then somebody yells out, you're the man, Pacey. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody else yells out, we need to give somebody else a chance. <laughs> I, I totally forgot that. Punch up jokes or stuff. Yeah. Like, they're probably like producers, like doing ADR work. <laughs> it's the same dude trying to be two different people and then it's like one girl. Oh yeah, it's it's right. And it's like, listen, we're not hiring a second dude. Uh love it. You're the man, Pacey. I mean, it's not as bad as uh, Birdemic. <laughs> that whole movie is ADR. Oh, or as great as Birdemic. Everybody who's listening, I am not usually one to recommend you watch a bad movie, ironically, but please run, don't walk, and see Birdemic. Stop this podcast 10 minutes ago. And go watch Birdemic. You can get it on iTunes. This victory is short-lived because immediately Mr. Witter shits on PC. So unnecessary. Yeah, enjoy this. It's probably the only thing you'll ever win, you piece of shit. You're not my son. Yeah. Doesn't even <laughs> wait till like the drive home. Of course I hate you. Why do you think I gave you such a stupid fucking name like Pacey? Yeah. Why? Why'd you do this? <laughs> If you'd have got, if you'd gotten that bullseye, I would have fucking killed you. God, like this is so mean. <laughs> Dawson sees uh, Sheriff Witter shit all over Pacey, and is like, uh, "That sucks, bro." And he's like, "Yeah, that's my life." <laughs> really uh, proves the point that like maybe Mitch isn't such a terrible father, and uh, he's maybe he's being a little too hard on Mitch here. So uh, we have Mitch and Dawson walking home, and uh, you know he's like, "Hey." just want to thank you for like not being like super abusive and like not actually leaving just like yeah thanks dawson <laughs> appreciate it uh, i'm trying my best here relationships are hard he's like yeah <laughs> yeah and so uh, they have a nice little moment and they're like all right let's go in and which is because has that realization that oh, that was that was tough you don't live here that no was more. like that was for me that was as emotional of a moment personally in this episode as the the pacey breakdown scene was it's like mitch like he doesn't want to be like away from his family and shit. He like wanted his life to be the way it was. He's a he's unemployable, but he's like a a, a, sol- a solid dude. He's self-employable. And just because he's unemployable Wait, doesn't mean you get to jack what? him off. You know? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Oh, was that was that a callback to shaking hands with the unemployed? Yeah, I thought you said can't jack him off. <laughs> I was just like, who's who wants to jack him off, <laughs> but won't because he's unemployed. I get it. It was a little. It was a little heady for you guys. A little reachy. Like one of those like thinkers. Lucas, Lucas, now I think it's fucking hysterical. <laughs> now that I know that's what you were trying to do. Yeah, so uh, that's sad. It's a sad yeah, there ending were a lot, to the... A lot, a lot of like fun resolutions. Like, you know, everybody was really... There were several, hey, we understand parts of each other now conversations. And then to end, yeah, with that, it's just like, oh. You know, just from recounting this episode, you guys, I... Kind of really like this episode. Mm. Yeah, no go, Joe. Uh, John, the sh- sheriff William. I mean, sheriff, um, sheriff, <laughs> sh- sheriff Witter. Uh, nope, a little too over the top for me. Like, just he's so mean. Too much of a villain. <laughs> too much of a villain. I mean, like, I think there was a, there was to be a more. He could have been a little more subtle. I feel and still been as as like damaging. Yeah, but in a show where like you know a girl paints her boyfriend titanic style can anything really be over I don't the know, top? maybe it would have explained why like uh you know they could have if, if it would have been more subtle it could have like explained why like nobody noticed that his dad was a dick all the time because it's more like thinly veiled it's just more just directly to pacey instead of it but i also don't i also don't know that nobody notices that like like dawson doesn't really notice that pacey's dad but it's a one dick, of those things where like, he says like you know my dad is sheriff witter he is the most 
he helps old ladies cross the street. He does all, you know what I mean? Like yeah. his public persona is so good yeah. that it's like He's a symbol. Maybe difficult for people to believe that he would be such a shithead. And so when they hear stuff like that, they're like, "Oh, he's always just joking around with Pacey," you know? Sure. And also, it's like, how much do you know about your friend's parents and their relationship with them? I mean, it's not like everything about everyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. You know, things are like you find out little things. You're like, oh, it's more complicated than I thought it was. Yeah, and I, I feel like Mr. Witter has has to come on a little strong. Otherwise, you run the risk of as the audience also thinking that Pacey is overreacting to his dad. If he's not that strong, that that scene on the beach, it's like Pacey, come on, yeah, Pacey, come on. He's just you know he's just a little casually dismissive to you. That justifies Pacey's breakdown on the beach because it's like this is like real abuse I mean people do worse to their kids so I mean oh yeah I mean that's true for sure I mean I thought about that though when I when I every time I had that thought too I'm like well you know people are fucking terrible so yeah so I liked it Chris liked it yeah. John was a eh that's that it, uh, it's fine I uh I watched this a couple times and like I the last one I really was not feeling it but I don't know ready for something new there will be more episodes to like or dislike <laughs> 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 I feel like we're getting into some real good episodes now, though. I feel like, you know, season yeah. two's turned out pretty good. And uh, if you enjoyed this, let us know. If you didn't, you can also let us know. Hit us up at Twitter at the Dawson Dudes. Uh, we're on Instagram at Dawson Dudes. And if you want to email us, we're at feedback at DawsonDudes.com. Join us next time for season two, episode 13. His leading lady. Could that be about who's leading lady? Who's a lady? Are you a lady? <laughs> I'm certainly intrigued. Well, until next time. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. And I'm John. And we're the Dawson Dudes. Love you, buddy. Allah. And they wonder why those of us in our 20s refuse to work an 80-hour week just so we can afford to buy their BMWs. Why we aren't interested in the counterculture that they invented, as if we did not see them disembowel their revolution for a pair of running shoes. But the question remains, what are we going to do now? How can we repair all the damage we inherited? Fellow graduates, the answer is simple. The answer is... The answer is... I don't know.